everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 143, Life After the First 40 Miles. On this episode, we bring back the inspiring voices of Heather and Josh Legler with a look into what life has been like for them after wrapping up production of their podcast, The First 40 Miles. They share this new season of their current lives, the struggles they are currently facing, and how developing new fortitude to push through all these unknowns mimics life on the trail. All this, and that's about it. You can join in on this discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and get talking about this topic. We know you guys, we know you guys know them, you'll love them. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. So how cool it was to uh, have them come in to our podcast. The thing is about Josh and Heather is that we've been listening to their podcast for for a while and when we had started trust the trail we were in it um oh i don't know uh probably 20 or so episodes maybe a little bit more and uh you know i didn't even look i didn't even check stats back then i didn't even look <laughs> if no anybody point. was listening i don't think there was a point in checking stats and so uh, you know one day i started getting these emails and uh you know i started seeing some facebook posts and the the general consensus was hey just listen to the first 40 miles podcast and they mentioned you <laughs> so we we thought we'd come in and check you out i'm like wait what what it, it, it's and i of... thought i thought they're gonna say this is the worst worst podcast <laughs> i've ever heard and so i i listened to the episode and it, it felt like we had just been endorsed by a major celebrity it was and pretty cool it was really cool and i th- I mean, I just couldn't believe it. So uh, ever since then, uh, we've kind of like had this, I don't know, just like this, this like, un- it's been like a secret bond, I think, you know, I mean, you just listen to their podcast and it's a draw it and and yeah, I, I guess so. But when when we had the chance to get them on uh, the podcast, uh, we've been talking for a while. Uh, they've been super busy with their lives. We didn't know just how busy they were. Um, chickens are involved. I can say that. Um, and then of course we've been so busy with the Airstream and, and doing what we do. And so the chance to have them on the podcast to finally get down and get to know them and talk to them. We, we talked probably for about 15, 20 minutes on the pre-show just talking to them and laughing and joking around. Some of the best quality stuff comes when you're not hitting the record button. Yeah, uh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But I, but I still think it, I, I, we had just so much fun and I just feel like these, uh, I want to go hiking and backpacking with them so bad. Just, just just to connect with those guys are just really good people. I feel very close to Josh only because him and I have both looked at a project and said, yeah, I can restore that. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. That looks like a good idea. Yeah, and then about three, three months later, going, oops, <laughs> what the heck? So we had a lot of laughs, um, so we really appreciate those guys coming in. Josh and Heather Legler from Life After the First 40 Miles. Heather and Josh Legler, this is so very exciting. Thank you so much, so much for coming. Thank you. 
Oh, we're so thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, thanks. Our our audience uh, is <laughs> is probably like flipping out right now. They're oh, we're kind of flipping out too. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't even know how exciting this is because it's it's a chance to reconnect with people that we have felt so connected with over the last four or five years. So, thank you for this opportunity. Oh, absolutely. So. You and I, uh, so Heather and I were discussing really the formatting for the message, the message of what this podcast uh, we wanted to develop in and, and, and bring to our listeners. And as all good podcasters do, create show notes. <laughs> I know you've had one too many show notes in, in your life. Um, and while we were doing this, we were kind of talking back and forth with the messaging. And you said something really powerful that really stuck out. And I kind of wanted to share it with everybody. You said, I really feel like life has seasons. We may not be doing a ton of backpacking right now, and that's okay. We're in a different season and seasons are temporary. And that is such an incredible statement to kind of wrap up this entire idea of, of bringing you onto the podcast you have wrapped up the end of a very, you know, long four-year season, and now you're embarking on something completely new. So, you know, <laughs> since the recording of the last final episode of the first 40 miles, what have you guys been up to? Which is probably a real popular question you guys get all the time. Yeah, well, you know, wrapping up the first 40 miles, it, it really did feel kind of like a natural break, a natural end. And um, our new season of life was, it was a natural beginning because it was something that we had wanted for our family for a long time. We um, actually purchased a a little home on a couple of acres so that our boys could run around and and be boys and our kids could could have room um, and this was a it was a dream that we had for a long time and Josh maybe you can talk a little bit more about that because you actually grew up on a little bit of acreage and um, I grew up on about five acres in the woods in Washington State my family moved up there from the city in California um, when I was about nine. And so I always had that kind of dream of, oh, when I have my kids, I want them to also have land to live on. I I spent my days and my summers um, building trails and building campsites on the back uh, of the five acres and, and thought that would be wonderful for my kids to have an experience like that. And, and as the years went by, um, we realized, you know, we moved to Oregon um, when, when our daughter was 13. And we realized, you know what, we still don't have that land. And we better figure something out to give our kids the experiences we want them to have, yeah. even if we don't have land. <laughs> and that's when we got into backpacking. And then the podcast started uh, uh, just about a year later. Uh, and we found these ways to make public lands be our land and get out there with our kids and and have those outdoor experiences with them, even though we didn't actually live on that land. So we finally made that happen. And then a few years later, you know, this opportunity comes up, we get a postcard in the mail 
this little house on two acres, just a few blocks away from us, just on the edge of town is for sale. Wow. And on a whim, the two of us go look at it. And it's like cutting the size of our house down uh, significantly. And we go, yeah, I think we can do this. <laughs> and somehow we both like uh, tricked each other. We, we kind of scammed each other into this house. We're like, hey, are, do you want to do it? You know, scammed each other. All we great did. ideas start with on a whim. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, a couple months later, here we were, we, we got the house. We were able to sell our house that we were living in. Uh, and the people that bought that house were able to sell their house. It was like a a chain of, of dependencies oh, yeah. three deep. And all of a sudden we're moving into a hundred year old house that needs like a ton of work. <laughs> and we're just, as, yep, somehow we tricked each other into it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the season that we're in right now and we're calling it the season of restoration because really that's what we're spending a lot of our time doing. Uh, we're, I, I know that season very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course this home, even though it was inspected by a home inspector, there were a lot of unknowns. And so we've spent the last year and a half really uncovering those unknowns and, um, and just working together as a family to rebuild this house and uh, kind of help it to be true to its character of a 100-year-old home. Um, and so even though it it's way different from what we were doing before with the podcast and going on really frequent backpacking trips and just living that outdoor life, we still feel like there is a common thread that runs through everything that we're doing. And um, one of the things that I love, Scott said, it was way back in episode 36, he said, I don't miss the stuff I don't bring. And mm. that's really how we felt moving into this house, that it was, a, it was a big downsize. I mean, it's about half the size of the house that we moved from. But I think because of our backpacking experience, we had learned kind of the things that were important in life and the things that we really still wanted to hold on to. And um, we're incorporating those things into our her new life here on this little piece of land. So, so Josh, after, you know, um, looking at the house and looking at, yeah, I think I can do some of this work. How much of it now has been, Oh dear God, what have I gotten myself <laughs> into? And uh-huh. how has the restoration <laughs> gone as far as it, was it what you expected it to be? Was it, is it, I'm, well, I already know the answer to this. It's it always, it's always, the mountain always looks the mountain never looks that hard to climb. <laughs> right. You know how we're going to yeah. answer this question already. Right. Was... right. So, but, yeah. but I think that's kind of cool too. That one of the things that backpacking teaches you is that, you know, it's, it's going to be hard. You know, it's going to be hard and you can kind of like embrace that suck a little bit, uh, a little bit easier, but how's the restoration going? I mean, how's that turning out for you? Yeah, you're right. The mountain looks smaller when you're further away <laughs> and then it gets really big when you're actually on the side of it. And, but, but you kind of know that in advance, you know, okay, the, the house has issues. It's a hundred year old house. We know what some of the issues are and we can assume that there will be more issues that we haven't learned yet. And so we went into it with that perspective. Um, 
But uh, I think Heather can remember that time last December over a year ago when I was extremely stressed. Yeah. As I crawled under the house and was trying to figure out how to replace some post and beam work down wow. under the house. And as I got into it a little more and started discovering the wood that was no good anymore. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just, oh, so many trips down under the house. And as I got further into it, I just got a little more further discouraged about it. Um, we, we ended up having to wait all the way until May um, because the crawl space flooded in the winter and uh, nobody could get down there until spring. So we finally had a company come in and do a bunch of post and beam work on it. Um, but, we, well, go ahead. Oh, and, and we also had an electrician do a bunch of work because the insurance company said uh, the knob and tube wiring has got to go. <laughs> oh, of course so they did, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, but there there were some moments where, um, like Josh said, underneath our house flooded, and he said, "I know. Let's dig a French drain. Let's put in a French drain." Which sounds so like cosmopolitan and cool, and like, <laughs> "Ooh, we'll have a French drain." Well, we got to go out there and dig it ourselves, <laughs> and that that really felt like some sloggy difficult hikes that I've been on where every single step or every single shovelful felt like it was never going to end. <laughs> and then when it finally did, you look back and you were like, wait, I can put the shovel down you know, or oh, I can put my pack down. I can rest. I can, well, I can't believe I did that. I never yeah. want to do that again. <laughs> and, and you, and you learned how to curse in French too. Not only did you <laughs> dig the French drink. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, absolutely. Um, so um, have you been able to, uh, kind of like overcome some of that stuff or what, what's, what is the process right now? Where are you guys at now? We're feeling comfortable now. So Good. Like, <laughs> we still can't have people over to eat at our house because our <laughs> kitchen is terrifying looking. I mean, you can still see some of the 1950s newspapers that have been shoved in as kind of insulation, I guess, <laughs> um, whereas part of the wall has chipped off. So we still have work to go. We still have a lot, um, I guess, things to look forward to. But, um, yeah, I would, I would have to say we have... Uh, this project has not destroyed our marriage. It's not estranged. It has not estranged us from our children. I think we, um, yeah, we've been able to work on things together, and it's been a, a fairly positive, but not an easy experience. Well, yeah, that's a, people say that fixing up a house is a test of a relationship. Oh, yeah. yes. I, I, I think we're doing okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. great to hear because oh. uh, yeah. it definitely uh, it definitely will test you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, renovating that '76 Airstream for two years, we we went through the same thing when we saw it. We're like, yeah. oh my god, that should only take six months. We'll do this. Oh my god, mm -hmm. it would be great. And then, you know, you get into the project and, you know, I'm in a fetal position weeping like a baby trying yeah. to figure out why I can't unbolt a screw. So yes. totally get that. I'm, I'm sure as a, with a hundred year old house, nothing square in that house either. Oh, Probably no. be almost no, no, impossible no, no, no. to cut a square piece of, uh, you know, framing or something. Exactly. We've had to be creative with some of our fixes. Just do what, <laughs> do what works and that will uh, stick around for another hundred years and it looks yeah yeah well, it's it, just don't it's look really at it a, yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah it, it's really been a, a 
it's had to have been a long-term project where we, we look pretty far out in the future. Um, we did some major projects on this house through like last winter and into the spring and summer uh, before we did anything that was actually visible on the house. Yeah. All that post and beam stuff, the French drain, the gutter drains, um, you know, so many things, the electrical, all of it was invisible. And so you spend almost a year doing all these projects that you've got nothing to show for it. The house just looks as bad as it did before. <laughs> right. And then finally, last summer, we finally refinished the original wood floors after taking off all the linoleum and everything else. We finally painted, well, mudded, textured, and painted the front room, the first bedroom, the dining room. Um, the second bedroom is next, probably in the next few weeks. And, and then finally the kitchen, that'll be a big one. But we're finally to the point where we're doing the projects that are visible. So that's fun. Yeah, that's an exciting place to be at. Uh, you guys have put so, it sounds like so much, you know, energy and effort and time into um kind of the structural work of, of getting your life to a stable point again (laughs) (laughs) that you, so, you know, uh, you just convinced each other it was a good idea. So where does that, where's that kind of left you, you know, you haven't been out as much. Where is that, where's that placed you um, in in getting out into adventure and how are your kids, you know, responding to, the whole idea of like, do we go, do we go out anymore? Uh, <laughs> do we just fix yeah, this old house up? <laughs> that's a great question because of course we have a more outdoorsy life together as a family because we have animals, we have a garden, we have room, we have a little tractor. I mean, like we have <laughs> this little country life that's so um, inviting. I mean, the kids just want to be outside. Um, well, kind of sounds like they get to play in the mud a lot in the front yeah. drain. That's what. Oh my I- goodness! <laughs> we did have all of them in there, and we overpaid them. I know, but they were all in there digging that drain with us. Um, but there's still something about backpacking that fills a void. Still something that's different about getting away, unplugging, disconnecting. Um, from the things that don't matter and connecting with the things that do matter. Um, But we have had a dip in the number of backpacking trips that we've done. I mean, we even, I think on our podcast, even mentioned quite a few times that the amount of backpacking that we did was not maybe sustainable for some people because of, you know, the stage of life that they're in, maybe they have young, young children, or maybe they have busy work situation, whatever. So whatever season of life that, you know, that you find yourself in, there's no like right number of backpacking trips that you have to take a year in order to be considered a backpacker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, um, you do it because it fills you because there are certain things that you learn on the trail or who you are, who you become on the trail. Um, That's why you go backpacking. And some of those things don't naturally happen when you're just bumming around outside on your, you know, in your backyard or whatever. Um, So we still feel that urge, that need to get out and take trips with our family. They're just not as frequent right now in this season of life but but we did have some good trips this past year um do you want to talk about 
we've made it out to uh, the Three Sisters area of Oregon last summer with two of our boys and Beautiful. some friends. Uh, our friend Steve, who who leads a hike every fall, uh-huh. um, that was a trip with him. Uh, and one of our boys and I summited South Sister, which is uh, what the second tallest, third tallest peak in Oregon, I think. Uh, and on New Year's Day, Heather and I got out for a hike, just locally. The sun broke out in the middle of the day. It was amazing. The kids were all asleep. We couldn't get any of them up. And That's yet, right. uh, two days later, on on Saturday after New Year's Day, we got the whole family out. And we went out to our family backpacking spot. We've talked about it a lot on our podcast. Yeah. It's pretty close to home. And we just went out there as a whole family. Our daughter was home from college. Um, we just spent a day out there. And uh, it's a kind of a special place uh, that our family likes to go. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I think, you know, like I know for Ariana and myself, it, it almost sometimes becomes like a yearning. We don't get out as much as we would like to get out. Um, mm-hmm. But there are times where, you know, it, we feel like it's more important to go than not to go. Uh, because yeah. it does refresh us. It does give us what we need you know, in our, in our life. And, uh, um, yeah, we would love to go a lot more than we get to. And, you know, any, any type of renovation project, when we started doing the Airstream, I became obsessed with trying to renovate that damn Airstream and didn't, (laughs) and didn't get out as, as much anymore. But I think at some point it's almost like, like it's a part of your DNA where you just, you miss it to the point where you need to go and everything else needs to be put kind of like on a back burner for a minute even if you only go out for a night you know i don't think there is any time limit or right or wrong or you know any kind of uh you know uh why i need to go out every other week or once a week even if it's just that one time for that little bit for that one weekend when you need it the most i think has the biggest impact in your life Oh, definitely. That's well said. Um, about a year ago, we uh, we got our first sheep, and one of our little baby lambs uh, got sick and passed away, and it really affected one of our children. Hmm. And um, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of that little lamb's death, and um, my son, who was really affected by that, wanted to go out to our family backpacking spot and just spend some time there just kind of to feel, feel, I don't know that however you want to say it, that peace, that outdoor connection, the, um, just the solitude, the, the beauty. He just wanted to feel that because he wanted to stay connected to um, that experience and that memory, the, um, yeah, just the way that he felt, um, kind of the, that that difficult time for him where his little lamb died. It was really sad. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but, it definitely will affect you for sure. Yeah, you know, and the fact that you've you've got you guys have, have built a life around instilling in your children this this perspective on nature and and how it does yeah. kind of ground them. You know, going back, Josh, to what you were talking about, you had that, you're trying to provide it for your children. You, you've already established it clearly. Um, and, and now you're just kind of like laying even more of a foundation for them to connect to. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. Thanks. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of funny to me that, or maybe not funny, but insightful perhaps, that um, this opportunity to get the two acres, um, it actually came after 
we had already figured out how to move ahead without having land. We mm. figured out how to connect our children with nature um, while we were living in the city on a small lot. Um, yeah. And after we figured all that out, you know, then eventually this opportunity came along. So what the, what's the land like now? What, what, what's your like day-to-day life like now? I, you, I, heard, <laughs> I heard some chicken stories possibly oh, yeah. and, some, and some, some hijinks with the chicken. And uh, um, someone uh, very close to you, Josh, told me that you may have a few chicken episodes or stories that you'd like to share. Something about <laughs> oh, kale dear. and chickens. This is, this is yeah. going to bring up some... Some, uh, stuff. <laughs> so our youngest son got chickens for his birthday a year ago and uh, Heather and he brought them home and um, they, the, the idea is for them to live in the pasture with the sheep. Uh, over the time, things have gotten a little loose and they've gotten out of the pasture uh, to the point where now it's a daily routine for them to leave the pasture in the morning, spend a lot of time in the carport, oh, uh, pooping there, yes. <laughs> and then you know, roaming around the yard and eating anything they can find in the garden, which, you know, right now, this time of year, that's fine. But as soon as I plant that garden, um, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> They're going to be tearing the it gets up. Out, so. Yeah. And I guess the sad thing was uh, they tore up all of our kale that we were going to overwinter. They ate it all to the ground. And so that was last, well, it was like six months, five months ago. They tore up the kale. They also it. completely oh. tore up all of my fall planting. So I seeded in August, I seeded, you know, lettuce and spinach and carrots and beets and all of that got ripped up. <laughs> yep. So the chickens have a new home in the pasture now. We're going to try and get the fence more secured so they are... Uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking myself, if those chickens don't start behaving themselves, Josh is going to start putting them in the oven. So. <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, on top of their attacks on my garden, they don't give us any eggs. Yes, <laughs> right, no. right, right. Bad chickens. So, yeah, something's got to change. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were telling you the story about the, the goats on, on the farm and um, all the little baby goats we have. And we have this one particular goat that doesn't think it's a goat and it oh thinks it's a dog and proceeds to do every thing mischief that you could think <laughs> of a goat doing. And it'll like come into the airstream. It'll get underneath the airstream and pop its head up and break <laughs> our uh, tin underneath the airstream. I mean, it's just, I'm oh, constant. No. I spend more time chasing this goat away <laughs> from things than I do actually working on the farm. And I think that's kind of like the fun when you look back at it, that's some of the, the fun aspects of you know, <laughs> being on the farm and, you know, with your life, you, you guys are just going to have so many stories um, from your experience. And of course, when the house is all done, look at everything you would have accomplished with that house. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a huge, huge, uh, I mean, that's just, that, that, that's, you know, I look at that as something that you guys are doing and, and you know, any, anything that you renovate, restore, bring back to life, it's hard. It's, mm -hmm. and, and the farm life and, and raising any kind of, you know, chickens, lambs, sheep, goats, doesn't make any difference. It's a hard life. And I really look at people that do that, um, you know, whether you're, you know, you're, you're homesteading or whether you're just having a small place or it, it really is like going out on a long distance backpacking trip. It's hard. 
You know, you see all these Instagram photographs and it looks so romantic and it is romantic, but it certainly isn't romantic when you're, when you're digging the French drain. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why we both feel like we tricked each other into buying this house is because we were like, oh, won't it be so great? (laughs) We'll have this cute little country life. But yeah, it is, it is a challenging life, but, um, you look back and you're really glad that you put in the effort and that you have this really interesting life. On the first 40 miles podcast, we talked about type two fun. Oh yes. Uh, where <laughs> backpacking is that type where it's, it's actually hard. Um, and yet through the hardness of it, you get this sense of satisfaction and, a, and achievement and accomplishment that you cannot get if you don't go through the hard part to get there. And we we've been feeling that with our house, you know, as and and property. So yeah, it's kind of funny because you can say, "Oh, it's a hard life," um, and yet it's like we selected something that was hard because we love that type two fun. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We love the fact that we do something hard, and then that kind of that feeling that comes when you've finished something hard. Or there's something incredibly wrong with us. One of the two. I think. I I do have to say, I I included some type one, at least type one for me, fun over the past year because the house stuff it was challenging and it did not uh, fill me in some ways. (laughs) Um, And so I really kind of dove into some other creative projects that uh, were very. yeah, they filled a gap that the house didn't fill. <laughs> Not that the house wasn't a creative project, but um, <laughs> yeah, we definitely, um, like I got more into hand lettering, which is something that I've studied for the past, I don't know, 10 years or so and started teaching classes and doing more with that. And so. Well, it's supposed to be hard. That's, that's what I think. I mean, if the trail was easy, there'd be a hundred million people on the trail all the time. And, <laughs> you know, I think, I think those kind of, uh, I don't even know if they're projects. I think it's sometimes it's just you're, you know, I know Ariane and I, we're just those kind of people. Um, mm-hmm. We like the hard. We we like it difficult a little bit. And uh, I think, you know, when you're on the trail a little bit sometimes and it, and, and it, it, it sucks sometimes on the trail. I mean, let's just, let's just be really frank about it. It sucks. Sometimes you question why you're out there. Sometimes you question, okay, that's cold. It's rainy. I don't, is it sleet? Is it snow? I don't even know what this stuff is. Um, you know, but it uh, inevitably you're exactly where you're supposed to be in your life because, yeah. you know, you see something beautiful or you experience something beautiful. Um, we were in um, Virginia one night last year and it was like 50 mile per hour winds. Our tarp was ripping and, you know, the carabiners were popping out. But, but oh. early that evening, a deer almost walked right into the tarp. Um, with our with our two dogs and our dogs didn't bark we just kind of looked at the deer the deer looked at us it was like how you doing good good to see you and it went on our way and it was like a real beautiful experience Um, and I think you know that's kind of like how life is sometimes you know as you're trying to get through the suck value and you know you're taking the French drain and you're doing all that stuff you know there there's such beautiful parts in that and you realize you're exactly where you're supposed to be in life oh well I mean, we we've got to we've got to bring up uh, we've got to bring up the the wrapping up of the production of the first forty miles, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, because that 
that was four years of, of, a, of a season for you. It was four years of yeah. your life. And, you know, you did your final episode back in December, I believe, mm-hmm. of last year. Yeah. And ha- ha- you left a void. You guys completely <laughs> left a void out there. Oh. I, I believe you're still the number one uh, backpacking <laughs> podcast <laughs> and you're not even recording. <laughs> um, but what is that? What did, what has that process been, uh, for you in letting go of something that was such a part of who you guys were? Well, wow. Thank you. First of all, for all the love. <laughs> um, it was one of the most difficult decisions that I've ever made because, it was such a part of who I was and my creativity totally went into every single episode. And not only that, but Josh and I recorded every episode together. And so it was this really important connection that we had and um, just so many memories (laughs) recording either in the closet or in the tent of sound, (laughs) you know, however we were recording Um, and then connecting with our audience and of course all the backpacking trips that we went on Um, just to even think like, maybe we should, maybe we should end this. Maybe it's time was kind of a startling and disturbing and sad thought Um, and then just the more that I thought about it, you know, I just, I kept asking the question, have I said everything that I needed to say? Like if I ended the podcast, would I be ending it still feeling like there were still things I wanted to share with my audience, still things that I wanted them to know or encouragement that I wanted to give them or, or, or could I step away from it and say, no, I think I think I wrapped it all up. I think I shared my little bit of wisdom, whatever that was, with them. Um, and I feel really feel like we ended having said and done everything that we set out to say and do. Yeah. And that was a really comforting thought for me, even though when I think about it, you know, I still kind of get that lump in my throat and I feel like, Oh, I wish, you know, like I kind of wish we could keep going. That would have been really fun, but right. Or um, yeah, you guys missed it. Is there, is there a yearning when you go out backpacking uh, to, to, to kind of share that with the audience yeah. that is no, that is, I mean, they're still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've just jumped oh, over a few places. One, one of the funny things is like every time we go out backpacking or hiking, whenever I see someone, you know, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I wonder if they listen to our podcast. Like, <laughs> should I say hi to them and be like, Hey, it's just, a do still, you know me? <laughs> do you know me? <laughs> exactly. But no, it's silly. But um, yeah, yeah, we do. We think about like, oh, this would be a really fun thing to share. And actually, Josh does post our trips on our Facebook page. So we still do stay connected to our audience. And right. They find out about the things that we're doing, but um, yeah. <laughs> so what was, what, what, is there a specific thing you missed the most about? doing the podcast (laughs) um recording with josh (laughs) (laughs) josh is just the greatest i love him so much and recording with him was always fun because we had traditions um 
throughout the week that would help us to prepare for each podcast episode. You know, I'd give him the show notes. We'd talk about it over lunch. And then before every single episode, we would say a prayer and, you know, take a deep breath and jump into it. And I can't tell you how, how many, uh, I don't know what you call them, bloopers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in every episode and I edited most of those out but um yeah Josh is a really uh great co-host and just yeah I miss that a lot that was a lot of fun I I think the piece that I miss is uh it was a very different sort of break from the the work that I do every day I work with data for uh ambulance calls and so doing something that was recreational in nature, this podcast about backpacking. I was able to connect with a lot of people on a totally different level than I do in my professional work. Um, and, and that was really meaningful to me. And, and I think it helped me to kind of, uh, uh, to keep a balance in my life, I guess. Um, yeah. and, and so that was something that I didn't, I, I knew I was going to miss that uh, as we brought it to the end, I had to trust Heather that it was time to to wrap it up. Uh, but I, I knew I would miss that just that connection with people through that shared love of backpacking. Well, it certainly sounds like you guys have a whole new podcast with new content to <laughs> contemplate uh, at some point in time when you're you're down you're you're finally done with the the restoration and I don't know about you guys when you were recording your podcast but for Ariane and I who have two dogs it seems like our dogs are extremely intuitive when we start recording that's the time they want to play they want to chew their bone they want to lap up water out of their dog dish. Did you guys, did, when you guys talk about bloopers, what was uh, some of your funniest moments recording where you're like, oh dear God, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of construction work right next to our old house where, you know, we would start recording and all of a sudden we hear this bam, 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 bam. So we were like, oh, okay, I guess we better stop. Um, we'll record when they're done. And then in the house before that, we, um, We lived on a pretty quiet street, but there was this Subaru that was all jacked up and tricked out. It would drive (laughs) by our house and it would be so loud. And like, (laughs) we would just have to stop, wait for it to go by and then keep recording. But, um, and then there were helicopters for some reason. Our our mic did a really good job of picking up the low bass from helicopters. Yeah. Uh, but the, the funniest one I think is my tummy. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That was like maybe the last, I don't know, the last um, 20 episodes. I don't know. But Josh's stomach, we would record after lunch. His stomach would just be going crazy loud. And sometimes you could pick it up on the mic. (laughs) Weird. Oh, I'm going to go back now. I'm going to re-listen. Yeah. Yeah, listen carefully. Yeah, we we did have one um, kind of emotional meltdown episode, which um, I think it was right before we were going to move. Um, and like, we were just about to record and I just started crying cause I was so stressed out. Yeah. So like in the beginning of that episode, you can hear I'm a little congested. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got an extra hug before that episode. It was just like, Ooh, so stressful. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely can relate to that, Heather, <laughs> in, yeah. a very, uh, in a, yeah. in a, in a very personal way. 
yeah. my job uh, can be very, very stressful at times and, and very last yeah. minute opportunities mm. come up and, and I'm not quite prepared because I think I have all this time to do something. Uh, uh-huh. I, know, I, I've, I felt that pain. I felt that yeah. tonight, actually. <laughs> I was like, I'm not ready. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it, it's, 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 it's amazing the, the back end of things, like the behind mm-hmm. the scenes that, you know, we don't always discuss as, a, as podcasters. Oh, yeah. Um, that are probably the the pop if we were to put that content out there the best episodes mm-hmm. out there that people people are very interested in the the yeah. what has gone wrong well, <laughs> yeah in fact i should take a picture of where we're recording right now because we in our new house we don't have a closet that we can record in it's a very echoey house right now and so we're recording inside of our car because it's pretty soundproof <laughs> And uh, of You've course, done that in the past. <laughs> yes, of course. This is a kid car, and so there is stuff everywhere. But anyway, that's, you should. That's you should recording. definitely. Tell you. Well, you do have the news. You do have the newspaper stuffed in the kitchen wall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Surprise! That's not enough to buffer the sound. <laughs> so, so you guys actually recorded your podcast in a closet sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for um, two years, I think. Right. Yeah, for two years, we had a, a small walk-in closet, and the clothes helped to uh, absorb sound and yeah. ended up working out great. Yeah, and then the two years before that, we recorded, um, we bought this, bought this little fold-up mattress from Costco that folded into a triangle. So we set that on a table and put the microphone inside of it and talked into this tent of sound. It looked like a mini tent, like a little Barbie tent. That's actually um, brilliant. You guys should be like mentors of, that is, that is a great tip for new podcasters out there. Just go to Costco. <laughs> yeah. It works. <laughs> right. And then after we bought this house, we ended up recording one of our episodes uh, sitting out in the hazelnut orchard behind yeah. our property. Yeah. You could hear the hazelnuts dropping from the trees. We really appreciate it. I'd be lying to say if uh, if we don't miss you out in the podcast world, but um, <laughs> I'm re- I'm really happy that you guys are in a different season, and I'm that, oh, I'm you. really really happy for you guys. That sounds like it's an amazing journey, and um, I hope that we get to, we get to come and visit um, up there someday and absolutely you can, you can see our renovation project, and you can see we can see your renovation project and. And um, I think that we'd love to just go out and go hiking with you guys at some oh, point. Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. We love you guys. You have such a comfortable style and you are so warm and friendly. And we love that you're building a community around what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you oh, so much. You know, it's funny because, uh, you know, in your own words, uh, in your last episode, you said, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you started this podcast to help others to get outside, to take the first step and to connect with nature. And that's why we were so drawn to you guys in the beginning. And, uh, you know, a, a huge inspiration for how we developed uh, our and morphed our podcast going in. Yeah. So. This is uh, this is huge. So thank you guys oh, thank for, you. for being here and and kind of giving uh, our audience, which a lot came from your podcast, <laughs> <laughs> came came right over. Uh, but kind of giving them a look at you know life after the first forty miles because 
it's it's one season and and to the next so that's right that's how life is i know i love it <laughs> thanks you thanks you guys thank you thank you, thank you. all See right you. Good night. Bye. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Really super appreciate that. If you enjoy the podcast, please post a comment on Apple Podcasts and help us spread the word about our podcast or one of your other favorite podcatchers. Shout outs to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. Really appreciate it. And our patrons who also help support our podcast, especially Ted Jones, who we have missed to say thank you to on the last months of our podcast. So Ted, thank you so much. This episode is dedicated to you. I am so sorry that we missed your name and the shout outs uh, for sure. And yes, as soon as we get those damn Grand Canyon permits, <laughs> you're going. So in fact, Ariane just talked to him today. Uh, huge thank you to Ted. Really appreciate you, Ted. Also to John Phillips, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Jerry, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene, Mike Pellet, Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kinnison, Bob Esser, and Matthew Creecroft. Really, thank you guys so much. Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content, specifically this podcast, early. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Of course, all the usual suspects and your favorite podcatchers. If we're not on one that you listen to, let us know and we'll make sure that we are. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. So remember, the trail does give you everything you need. So trust the trail, you guys. Bye. Bye.